It's showtime. Ask the podcast coach for April 8th, 2017. Let's get ready to podcast. Oh, there's that music. It's Saturday morning. It is time for Ask the Podcast Coach. You can podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting.com. Joining me over there, helping the world by keeping them all a Pepsi, uh, is the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, you look like you don't even get that reference. I, I, did, I didn't hear it. The music was a little loud. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I said you were saving the world by handing everyone a Pepsi. Oh, yeah. No, that's an old... Is that the the it's Mean the whole, Joe Green? No, it's the whole... Oh. You have, have you heard, oh, there was a bad Pepsi... Well, Kendall Jenner was in a uh, Pepsi commercial. Oh, yeah. And it was all about, you know, it was supposed to be a protest of everybody loves everybody. Yeah. And, and they're all kind of protesting with signs. And Kendall Jenner went out. And, of course, the minute Kendall Jenner walks out, everybody turns to look at Kendall Jenner because <laughs> Kendall Jenner... And she, yeah. hand, and she handed this cop a Pepsi... And like everybody cheered, and the world was a better mm. place. So if you just, there's a lot of really great memes of like people just getting brutally like police brutality. Yeah, it's like, hey man, there's a Pepsi in my back pocket. The power of advertising. Yeah, and this one is where I go. Is it? Um, is was that purposely made, like, to to push people's buttons, knowing that they were going to have people go, this is insensitive to Black Lives Matter and everyone who protests. And because we're still talking about Pepsi, whether it's bad or not, I was like, hmm, that's one of those like, did they do that on purpose to get people upset? And, you know, that whole thing. Uh, the world of advertising, it's a tough thing, right? I think if it's a podcaster, as we think about some of the things we do, you know, there's a shock factor and some of those, you know, those things to get people to kind of listen. I don't know. I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of that. I was just, just this morning as I was producing a lot of times i i edit all the video down and audio down on a friday night and then saturday morning i get down here early and i start um, it's all uploaded to youtube and media fire and some of those things by the time i get down here do that overnight and then i you know kind of start put, putting it out and you know i was just i was kind of going through some things thinking like you know okay should i be doing this and should i be doing that and what about this advertising and what about tags and you know, what about this? And should I post it to Twitter? I had that thought. I was looking at my Twitter numbers and they were pretty much zero, like, you know, zero engagement on Twitter each week. I post about six times. So I think as podcasters, we're constantly in that what works mode, you know, what does work. And obviously some advertising guru somewhere for Pepsi said, Hey, let's do this crazy, you know, controversial, whatever. Um, so it's tough. I, it, we get those questions a lot in the, in the Facebook groups. You know, how do I, how do I grow my audience? And, well, um, go ahead. If you have a question, uh, you can simply either a, we're at ask the podcast slash live or, and I don't know why I, there we go. I was getting some audio from you. It sounded like something wasn't plugged in all the way. Yeah. I'm going to say, I, I think I have you're a little, that. you're a little loud. Yeah. I went from, uh, I had a, this, this mixer is about ready to go. It's, uh, I'm getting a little dirt in the, you know, where you have to tweak things. I'm constantly juggling cables. And the reason it's still here is I just don't want to go through the hassle of unplugging everything and then plugging it back in. Um, so, uh, but yeah, if you have a question, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Or if you want to join on in and we can see you face to face, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. You ready to start off with some fun though? Talking about, talking about trying things that maybe didn't work. I've had a lot of people ask me about Radio Yo. Dot com. It looks maybe like a blog talk radio kind of thing. 
And uh, I went over and they had one of their featured people. So we're going to do a little podcast rodeo. We're going to start this, Jim. We're going to see how long uh, you would hang. Let me know when you would tune out, okay? Okay. All right. If you would tune out, you might love this guy. Um, his name is Clinton something. And uh, his show didn't have a name. It just said his name and he was in English. My favorite, uh, I love it about this, on uh, on RadioYo.com. I think it's you, .fm. It's .fm, thank you. Um, you can be listed in, and I'm not making this up, iTunes. Not iTunes. <laughs> iTunes. And that's when I went, hmm, a little, little lost of credibility just there. But this is one of these shows, and I was like, Really? So it starts off, you know, you got some some cool kind of jamming kind of thing. But this is one of the featured artists. The lady. Maybe right there. (laughs) Gentlemen. Oh. Woo. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're... And I'm not making this up, by the way. You're smoking weed or something. Maybe you're into this. I mean... (laughs) I mean, this goes on. The whole... The whole... All right, the chat room. We're killing the chat room now. Yeah, okay. The... uh, Really? Does it just keep going that way? I mean... We'll check in with him every now and then. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking somebody was really high when they did that. Could be. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Well, or, or if you're high, maybe that's what you listen. <laughs> I just was like, wow, this is one of their featured people. Okay. Which one is it on the on the front page there? Uh, it's the guy with the flaming microphone. Oh yeah. Clinton okay. something. All right. And I was just like, okay. So between well, that trying. and then and then they're when trying. I saw that that you could subscribe, and I clicked the subscribe and saw iTunes. I went, okay, I think that's the end of my, um, I think that's the end of my uh, experimentation. Cause I, I see the guy in Facebook, somebody from, from radio, yo.fm is, is starting to integrate into the podcast area. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll go over and check out their stuff. And um, I couldn't see how much it was. Cause to me, it just looks like streaming audio. And I'm like, I like above cast. There's unlimited listeners um, if you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash above cast, you can do that. But, um, well, here, this is interesting. If you go to their about page, mm-hmm. they're talking about, about us and that there's, uh, you know, monetization, cut the legal ease, new journalism. And then there's a button called free speech and it says tired of reading and listening to what state sponsored media wants you to read and hear speak up with radio. Yo. So I wonder if they're making a run at uh, certainly not a U.S. play. Uh, from that standpoint, but interesting, you know, that they're, they're calling out some, some free speech type type stuff. And I wonder if they're trying to get into markets where the, maybe the media is a little more controlled. Could be interesting, but just, just to beat this horse one more time. He's still going. I like it. We hope you enjoy. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Enough of that horse. Um, But uh, Jim, I know you said you had some things about LinkedIn that uh, you might want to talk about. 
we've talked about this before. There was a question in one of the if one of the Facebook groups this week. You know, should I be using or should I be posting to LinkedIn? And part of my job as a recruiter for Gallup is to work with LinkedIn. And so we we've, we've got a you know we have an enterprise LinkedIn um, contact there, and we were we were chatting most recently about some of the things. Lots of behind the scenes changes going on at LinkedIn, which is fairly interesting in the way they're doing. It. Of course, they were purchased by Microsoft. Oh, I don't know, a couple months ago, three, four months ago. So there's some integrations coming in. What? But one of the things I've been doing most recently is using Vimeo and posting that video or YouTube, either one works pretty well, and just posting that into my feed in LinkedIn. And I, I, it's actually, I got some stats back. I got like 45 or 50 plays last week uh, from just from LinkedIn. The Vimeo video that I used last week, I only posted via LinkedIn and Twitter. That's it. Mm. And I get zero. Like when I went back and looked at my my Twitter stats on it, I have zero engagement on Twitter, which is interesting, right? Zero. There was nothing there. No clicks, nothing. So it has to be coming all from LinkedIn. And I've been monitoring the LinkedIn, um, just kind of the general response I get. Now, again, this is when I'm posting my video embed. So I, I go to YouTube and there's a LinkedIn button there and you click it and it grabs all the right code and pulls it over. So when you post it to your LinkedIn, I use Buffer to help with this. It posts the picture that that's part of your YouTube video or whatever. And I use album art for some of that. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, it just depends. And um, so, I don't know, 40 or 50, that's pretty good. I think from, you know, when you think about weekly engagement, I think there's some real opportunities if, if you're not posting to your LinkedIn. Now, some of this depends on who you've who you're connected to on LinkedIn. I think I have about 2,500 connections on LinkedIn for various recruiting reasons. A lot of those are students and some of those other things, young professionals, because that's what I do. But I certainly, I don't know if it should be ignored. I mean, if you're not posting to LinkedIn and you've got, you you have a LinkedIn presence, you might want to take advantage of that, especially, and it, again, it depends on your content and what you're trying to do with your podcast and some of those kinds of things. But I'm not sure LinkedIn's a source that should be ignored at this point. I think we should think about it. Yeah, there was somebody, uh, Tom Heights. I always go around and look at the uh, the different Facebook groups and see what people are talking about out there. And Tom had said, uh, should I basically, let me see if I, um, yeah, he says Stitcher or Google Play for Android. I'm an Apple guy, so uploading and promoting iTunes is easy. But since I've never owned an Android phone, what app, what I advise people to download in order to listen to my podcast. I want to be able to show them in real time how to access my podcast through their non-Apple phone. And so he was saying, do I go Stitcher or Google Play? And my answer, and Jim, I'm with you on this probably, uh, both. You know, why would you limit any of them? Uh, go out and do that. So it's the same thing. If you can post your podcast to LinkedIn, why not? You know? Yeah, no, I think take advantage of it. There, there's some great traction you know, and I noticed the numbers are better in the United States during the day. There's a lot of people who were LinkedIn as one of those social networks that's acceptable that maybe have up on your screen when you're, of course, some employers see it as a big job search too. So maybe you don't want to have LinkedIn up <laughs> on your screen. Um, you know, your mileage might vary, but I think there's some, I think LinkedIn might be a place that, again, to expose people to your podcast, LinkedIn might be that place. And I use Buffer is really good at this. This is where, you know, I take, I'll take my, uh, you know, I'll take that feed from where I want it to come from, like Vimeo, click on that link, uh, the click on the Twitter link, and then it'll automatically open, open the Buffer app for me and say, or there's a button, I think, there that says, you know, do you want to use Buffer? I've connected Twitter and Buffer. 
goes to Buffer, and you can send it to Facebook or LinkedIn or oh, what's the other option. There's one more option that I can't think of. But there's a variety of things you can set up to do that. And it formats it correctly for you and does a bunch of other stuff. And then I do, I schedule them as well. So I like, I like my tweets going out on those. You know, they do some analysis to say what's the best time to tweet. Mm-hmm. And so I put it on that schedule that way. That way they get spread out a little bit. And it works pretty well. So I, I encourage folks to take a look, see if you're not taking advantage. If you're not on LinkedIn, then using LinkedIn don't make any sense. Like right. if you're not, you know, but I had a pretty decent following out there. And every time I post, I post both Gallup and my stuff. I get really good feedback on it. So, Randy asked in the chat room, do any audio players generate an embed code? You can turn that on in PowerPress. And Libsyn has, if you're using the Libsyn custom player, uh, it has an embed code as well. Speaking of uh, Libsyn stuff, Chris had asked me, is there anything wrong with the Libsyn plugin? He says, for the second time this week, I've been prompted to update it. And then there's an error. And then it disappears from WordPress. Then I have to go into my hosting file manager, delete the folder for it, and then I can reinstall it. So that is news to me. Um, so be sure uh, and send an email to support at Libsyn.com. And um, you can work with the awesome Crystal O'Connor to uh, to troubleshoot that. She's kind of our WordPress plugin guru of that. Um, I will say this. The number one thing, and I was talking with Mike Dell about this. I don't know what if it was in the water or what, but we're going to say this even though we've said it in the past. When you publish your show to iTunes, it will take up to 24 hours to show in your podcast listing. I mean, I literally had like 10 tickets on this the one day. And I was like, I, I wonder if somebody's saying something that's inaccurate in the, the I hate this phrase, potosphere. Um, but when you publish it, it's in your feed. So the one thing you want to do, you want to do this, please do this, is uh, subscribe to your own show. So when you see your show come down and you're not, on your iTunes listings, it just means iTunes hasn't updated. And so you will see if you then subscribe to your show, you will see that, but uh, that'll be um, fun. So, uh, yeah. And I don't know why people get so stuck on that part of it's the RSS feed piece that matters. Not when it shows up in iTunes. Right. Yeah. And I've heard, I've heard you give the advice, like, you know, in our workflow, when we think about publishing and checking, um, we want to subscribe, whether it's on our phone or, you know, on our computer, we want to subscribe to our own podcasts and then make sure as soon as you publish it, you know, give it a few minutes and then check that feed. That's the most important one, right? You want to make sure you're, you know, you're, it's coming out through there from time to time. I just go into the iTunes app on my phone and bring it up and listen to it. I do the same thing with my Spreaker app just to make sure it's working. Yeah. Um, I have terrible. I'm having some terrible audio problems with um, Spreaker right now. It's not their fault. I think it's mine. I'm pretty sure it's me. But I don't. I'd only know that if I was actually listening to my own feeds. And so I think you've got to. You can't just put it out there and hope it gets there. Dave, in, in post production for me, one of my steps is after I publish it, I go back to the page, listen to the MP3. Like I actually click play, just to make sure I've done all the steps. You know, validated it's there and blah blah blah. But I could have put the wrong one. I could have put. You know, it could have done something wonky. It could have gotten weird, uh, cut off midway, whatever. Now, I don't listen to the whole file. Um, I In my intro, I say the show number within the first 20 seconds. So I listen up to the show number just to make sure I have the right show number in there. And then go down below it, click play on the YouTube to make sure that indeed, because sometimes I forget to move the code over to replace the YouTube video that's there. And so I want to make sure I have the right YouTube video in place, too. Right. And um, it's just some checks. I don't think we can be careful enough in that regard, but I would never open iTunes and make sure it's in that. It just doesn't matter. That well, part I, doesn't matter. I, 
because I can't, you know, as a tech support person, I can't say, why are you doing that? I know, I know. And, and so somehow he answered the question. He was sending via email or Twitter. He was sending people to iTunes. And I said, well, one of the ways you can always then make sure you're sending them to a an episode that's that's live is to, you know, send them to your website because it's on your website. Send them to your website and then have a button there for them to subscribe in iTunes. I said, that would be my recommendation instead of sending them to iTunes and going, hey, the latest episode isn't there. So I, I, I in that scenario, I was like, oh, well, that will explain why somebody might uh, to do that. Um, I see the chat room is talking about Satchel. This was a guy that was at uh, PodFest, and I'll go ahead and fire this up on my phone. The idea of Satchel is, and that's spelled S-A-T-C-H-E-L, is it says, what are you looking for, local money, storytelling, or technology? And what's interesting is if I click on local, this is the uh, the big whoop de doo of this, is it saying, okay, so it found somebody in Pittsburgh, now I'm in Ohio, um, Mahoning Valley, a um, couple other ones here, uh, locally focused, um, just another horse. So, and I see my show because I'm there. Um, Lipson Lives again in Pittsburgh, Iron Radio. So these are all kind of Pittsburghy, and I'm in Ohio. So it's one of those things where it's interesting that it's trying to find shows that are somewhat local or, or close to you in location which would be a fun way to network with other folks. But I was talking with Harry Duran was doing a thing from podcast junkies was doing a live Facebook thing. And he said the, um, he's like me, he uses overcast and he goes, whoever comes up with a new app, it's going to be, have to be like really good because he's like me. I have playlists. I have settings for each podcast now. And it's going to be, have to be something that I really go, Ooh, I need that. And so for me, you know, when I see local podcasts are in Pittsburgh, for me, I go, no, okay, not really a lot of value in that. But uh, it's it's new. They're trying something new. The other thing is, I think you can uh, you can put your PayPal email in there, and if people want to tip you, they can do it right from the app. So that was kind of new, and I was like, all right. I, I, again, I applaud the creativity. It's just not at this point uh, ready for me to uh, to do that. Is uh, it? It looks like it's a sign up service too. So I would need to go in, create an account. Yeah. then post my podcast into their feed. So is it, is that, is that right? I think you give them their, your feed and then, and they just, you know, it's like yeah. iTunes, you get approved yeah. in there. But they're not using the, it doesn't look like they're using the API, the iTunes API to pull in podcasts yeah, automatically. So. It's, yeah. you, you kind of submit it. Well, I would imagine if you're going to, if you're going to get paid or there's going to be a place where you're going to get paid, you're going to have to set up an account and there's going to be money changing hands. So you'd have to do that. It wouldn't be one of those like automatic um, podcast players that are pulling, they want to pull in absolutely everything. That's pretty cool. I'll have to check it out. I hadn't, I wasn't there. You said that was at PodFest? PodFest in Florida. PodFest. The yeah. guy was there. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's worth it. Tr- I mean, I love the effort. Like somebody, like he's, he's trying to think, okay, how do we get podcasters paid yeah. through the app? That would be, you know, so with Patreon being uh, one of the ways, certainly this could be another way people could leave a tip. Yeah. Um, satchelplayer.com is the, uh, the website. Uh, Max has an interesting question. It's, he's got it kind of lips and specific. I'll answer it specifically, but also generically. Um, when you're ready to submit your show to iTunes or any other directory, there are, are basically three things you need. And one is an image that needs to be 1400 by 1400 uh, pixels uh, minimum all the way up to 3000 by 3000 pixels. Now that file, not the dimensions, but the actual file size should be less than 500 kilobytes. So 
I always recommend people use a JPEG because a JPEG, you can use a compressor to kind of squish it down without losing a lot of the image quality. So you need an image. Then you need your iTunes categories and your descriptions and your author name and in Libsyn. So the, the image under Libsyn is under settings, edit show settings. The uh, iTunes information in Libsyn is under destinations. And then you want to go edit the Libsyn classic feed in PowerPress you want to go to PowerPress and then click on the iTunes tab. And that's where you put in all your iTunes information. And in PowerPress, there's a tab for your image. And then the last thing you need is uh, a live episode. So it doesn't have to be eight, 10, seven, and you need one live episode. I know some people want to get listed in iTunes and then start publishing. You can't do that. You have to have at least one live episode. So uh, that's where you go to do that. I hope that answers your question, Max. So yeah, most of the time it's the destinations edit Libsyn classic feed is the thing that people miss. Cause that's where all the iTunes information is. So, um, and then Oliver says, I'm a big Castro fan. You would love uh, Elsie Escobar. She's a big Castro fan. I do miss overcast smart speed feature though. Supposedly the, the uh, Castro folks are working on it. So, and they did just come out with an update on um, the Apple podcast uh, app where you can now share things. Like you can be listening to it, click on the share button and share it out via Facebook or a mess instant messenger or, you know, things like that. And to me, I go, Hey, congratulations, Apple. You've now caught up to, to overcast overcast has had that for the good news is I don't know that there's podcast app are a little bit like, I don't know, shoes. You know what I mean? I don't care if you like Nikes or Reeboks or Converse, you know, whatever works for you is, is uh, to me what, uh, what works. Everybody comes at it a little bit different. You know, as far as the features that they like and, you know, I've heard some people like um, that, the syncing features of, and I forget the name of that. Pocket all, Cast. Yeah. yeah. All of them are escaping my mind here at the moment. But um, so some people love that. Some people like the smart speed. Some people love the way it's laid out. You know, if you have lots of podcasts that you listen to, it may be different than if you have just a few. Some people like having an individual app for it. You know, most Spreaker gives, by the way, I think Spreaker's doing a deal right now, a two for one deal. So I think if you buy one of the apps, so if you buy them building an app for you for Android, they'll give you the iPhone one for free. So that's a hundred bucks. I think that's going on right now, or it was, um, but, but those are some great opportunities there. So I think it just depends. It's, it's a very personal thing. And, and I think the more players we have out there, the better. I don't think mm -hmm. it's a, you know, I think that's, it's good competition out there. I don't think we want to get just one player to rule them all. I think it's best if we have a bunch. Absolutely. The, uh, here's an interesting thing that, again, I always try to, like, I always want to hear somebody else's side of the story before I scream, get off my lawn. <laughs> and uh, so somebody said, I have an equipment question. This was Jordan Taylor. I want to start doing interviews where my guest and I are able to walk and talk instead of just sitting down behind a microphone. I'm uh, assuming lav mics are the way to go, but I was curious if anyone had recommendations for methods to capture walking, talking conversations and the equipment that works best for this purpose. Also, I'm not concerned with high end quality. I just want to be clear enough to understand what each person is saying. So to that, I was like, well, wait a minute. You know, we're always about keeping it simple. And so I kind of said, like, what's the motivation of, of walking and talking? Cause you know, now I've got to pay attention not to step in the puddle or walk into the lamppost or whatever you're doing. And so he said, I think the added, oh, I hate this word, kinesthetic, K-I-N-E, that element will produce a different type of interview. 
not necessarily an inferior interview. Our minds work differently when we engaged our physicality. Therefore, the resulting conversation will be different. With that said, it's not really the reason I'm interested. I'm interested in treating the environment as an equal participant in the creation of the podcast. If I were to interview the same guest on top of a sunny hill in a restaurant and in an old abandoned warehouse, I would get three different conversations, even if the subject matter was the same. I'm not sure I agree with that, but okay. Uh, whereas some podcasters are trying to produce controlled constraints, I'm more interested in identifying and manipulating variables. So to that, I said, Jordan, I applaud your creativity, even though I'm not sure I agree with it. But uh, that's, uh, I don't know. I guess if I was someplace and the building was on fire, my answers would be a little different. They might be a little shorter than usual because I want to get out, but uh, I'm not sure a restaurant. I don't know. To me, maybe that's just, this is where you always put yourself into a, an answer. Because to me, I'm like, if I'm in a restaurant, I'm going to be distracted from the person interviewing me possibly i mean i'm going to do my best but that's the thing i'm going to have to work to stay focused as about to wow look at that waitress you know depending on if, if you're interviewing me in a hooters i'm going to be distracted so <laughs> i just but, did i just did a whole uh series in a conference you know i do those twice a year and it's tough i mean i i was going back this week and watching uh and editing those videos and I, you can see me getting distracted. People coming by. There's people waving to me. We had people come stand behind the camera. Not behind it, but in front of it. Like, they would just be, there's a guy checking his phone. There was some lady talking on the phone. There's lots of, in those kinds of live settings, there's lots of distractions. Evan asked, you have $100 a week to spend on whatever you want for your podcast. What do you buy? Man, that's a lot of money. $400 a month? Yeah. I was like, holy cow. He says, do you do ads, transcripts, or equipment? Well, equipment's a one-time deal. Yeah. Right. You're in and you're done. Um, I've done a lot of thinking lately about moving up to a, like a high PR 40 or something, but you know, that's, that's one month. If you do that, right. That, that'll pretty much cover you one month. I, I think. What kind of microphone? PR 40. Oh, high PR 40. <laughs> Every time I, I'm, I'm having trouble separating my money from myself for that, for that mic when this one works just perfectly fine. So, um, I, you know, uh, Chris Nessie says swag uh, giveaway stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's, some, there's some, that's always a good, you know, giving back to your listeners. Um, t-shirts are super popular. That's, that's always one thing I've, I've, we, I was listening to you. We were somebody talking about t-shirts somewhere. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I think you were talking about how the podcast junkie guy, what's his name? Harry uh, Duran. Yeah. Harry Duran did that. You know, that's probably a $1,500 deal, right? Yeah, probably, it is. You know, to to do what he did is probably fifteen hundred bucks. So that gets a little pricey. However, if that's your niche, if those are the, if that's your audience, if those are the right people to do that in, man, you can get you can get enormous amounts of lift from from a podcast. Yeah, I uh, I signed up for a new service, and we might talk about that in post show. And it's interesting because they have all your you know your name, your email address, and then they have your your actual address address, and then there's a checkbox for you know have to fill it out. It was not required. T shirt size. And I'm going to, I, I'm going to be somewhat disappointed if I don't get eventually a t-shirt. Cause why would you ask me for my t-shirt size unless you're going to send me one? Uh, and I noticed that everybody, when they, in all their training videos, they have a, a t-shirt with their, their logo on it. Um, so um, yeah, I, I think I would investigate uh, Facebook ads. I think I would try that. Here's an interesting thing. This is not here again. This is a, uh, it's advice that's third person now. Oh my goodness. Vernon Ross. 
who used to do the Pod Parrot show, I think he now works for Podbean. He told this to Harry Duran, and I believe, or Harry was relaying it to me, but he did it on a on the Podcasting Smarter show, which is from Podbean. And he said what he does is if he gets an advertiser, and let's say he's saying, look, you got to pay me, you know, X amount of money per per episode, no CPM crap. And he says, but insist that it goes for three months. And he goes and take your first month's um, income from the ad and buy Facebook ads so that you're absolutely driving traffic to that guy's site. That's great. Like, that's an interesting, the only thing I, I think, the only thing I thought about that, that could be maybe a backfire is I don't know about you, but there are times when like I, I was at wordpress.com uh, for something uh, a couple of weeks ago, I am still getting wordpress.com ads on Facebook. So I would be worried that if I did that, what if let's say somebody did that for the school of podcasting and I go to Facebook and I start seeing school of podcasting ads that I didn't put. That's the only thing I thought of was like, is that going to backfire in his face? Cause now the guy's going, Hey, why are you buying what you're competing against me? Which is going to maybe drive up the ads of my Facebook ads that I have. Cause I know a lot of affiliate things that you're in, you can't, you know, part of the affiliate agreement is you can't advertise your affiliate link on Google ads and, and uh, Facebook. So that's, that's the only thing I was like, that's, I, first of all, I'm with you. I was like, oh, that's a brilliant idea because you want to drive traffic. Mm-hmm. And the other thing they said that you could do is if it is an affiliate link, A, make sure you're not breaking your affiliate uh, agreement, is you can also see if it's converting because that's the other thing you got to be careful of. Um, when I had um, Emerald City as a, uh, a sponsor, one of the things I went over to their website was to make sure it was easy to buy because it, it does no good to send people traffic if they can't buy over there. And then they go, ah, podcasting, advertising, shmeh, and they, they walk away from it. So right, right. Make, sure, make sure it's easy to buy. Dave, uh, there's also a phenomenon going on right now where a lot of browsers are stripping out the affiliate. You know, so the affiliate code at the end is getting is getting. So you, you might have a link on your site or you send an email, whatever. Your customers are clicking on it and they might have an extension. Uh, yeah. I think Daniel talked about this. They might have this extension that's stripping that off. So there are some services now that are working through that to ensure that your your affiliate links aren't getting whacked in the process. You do all this work to set all that up, and then some somebody's browser extension just whacks it, you know, and it's like, well, shoot, this, that's not doing anybody any good. So I'm not as familiar in that space. I've kind of given up on affiliate marketing. I'm kind of, you know... Ooh. The convention junction and the, you know, those guys, I just like one, it was just too much freaking work, right? To do it that way. And then I got, you know, I got hammered at Amazon for, for doing it wrong. And I just kind of like, you know what? I think I'm just done. I'm going to go, if I'm going to do monetization, I'm going to go direct advertising. So Glenn the Geek, AKA Glenn the Geek style is 500 bucks for the year or whatever, or I'm going to go Patreon. I mean, I just think those are just the, the, the easiest direct ways to get people. And I still get... Um, some of my listeners are like, "Hey, what's your link or what's your affiliate link or why don't you do a new egg now that you're not on Amazon?" That one because I'm a tech guy, right? So, right. Uh, Dave, it's just for what I'm doing in the hobby space with this. God, it's just not worth my time from that standpoint to mess with all that, you know. And it, it isn't a set it and forget it. Sometimes you got to do some maintenance and make sure you're doing the right stuff. And so I just I don't know. I, I'm just going that route. That seems to be what what makes me most comfortable right now. Yeah. See, for me, I'm all about the affiliate stuff. Cause I mean, I, yeah. I, it's no, right it, on. It works right on. Now, and I also know that at any time Amazon could pull the rug out from under me and I'd be like, all right, time to set up my third version of it. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so Chris asked, why would someone design an extension that does that? Because it's it's that ad blocking extension, that, and it's it's stripping out that um, that affiliate stuff is uh, sometimes it's tracking in it. And so if you're a if you're you, you don't want to be tracked, you don't want to you know that comes in the same category as cookies. And so a lot of people are you know there's some there's some stuff that is stripping stripping it out. Just know that. Do some research if you're if you're interested in finding out more about that. I've I've come to the end of the internet on what I know, but you might want to do some research if you're a podcaster who is heavily dependent upon extensions. This is a big there a lot of folks have been talking about this. Um you might want to do a little bit of research on this just to make sure your extensions are making it to your customers. Yeah. I uh speaking of extensions, we'll, we'll throw a little tool tip in here as soon as I see what it's called. My favorite one that if you do anything where you're learning software or whatever, if you're just tired of, you know, you're like, is there any way to speed up this video? It is called, he said, scrolling down, video speed controller. And you can speed up, slow down, advance and rewind any, and here's a key, HTML5 video with quick shortcuts. It puts a little thing in the upper right-hand corner that you can click on. And, and it works on Netflix. It does not work on HBO Go, but uh, I love it. And it's free. And uh, so like I was, you know, there's a, anytime I sign up for a service, usually, hopefully knock on wood, there's some sort of training video to let me know how to use it. And nine times out of 10, it's like, oh, can you get to the point? You know, Mr. Dave, Mr. Impatient. So I love that extension. Uh, but speaking of uh, monetization and advertising, this is from John uh, Richard McElroy. He said, hi guys, I've been doing the podcast for two years this year has seen a massive jump in our numbers from 2,000 to 24,000. And most of it has been, not by new and noteworthy, by word of mouth and favors. But I was wondering how to get sponsors for the show. I uh, always told by my colleagues that if the numbers grow, the sponsors will come. That is not true. It, it does happen in some cases, but in some cases, it's not. And so for me, I, I pointed them at, at um, I mean, there's things like Advertise Cast which is still kind of a, in my opinion, clunky website a little bit. It's better than it used to be. They've been around a year, so I'll give them credit. Remember, I remember when that came out, we're all like, oh, we'll see where this goes. Uh, they still need one thing, which is advertisers. Uh, but I pointed them at uh, jkmagency.com, which is Jessica Kufferman. Um, you know, there's all sorts of other places. The other one is, can we play videos in a Google Hangout? Uh, you can. It's not very good. Okay. Well, then I won't. I will put a link in the chat room. There's a, a great video a very old video because Gary V has like no hair in it. I don't know what he was doing. Um, but um, there's a link where Gary V just goes to the phone book and says, if I was doing a show about beer, you know, this, this would be a company that would be a good fit for my, my sponsor. And he just calls them up and asks them and they're like, well, maybe. And that's really kind of it. You, you realizing it's, you are now a salesperson. That's the scary part. Uh, you have to, but in depending on what you're doing, if you're working with somebody like Jessica, she's going to take a percentage. Uh, if you're working with, with Libsyn or PodTrack or Blueberry, they're going to take a percentage. And, and most of those are CPM, meaning you get paid per thousand downloads. Uh, same thing with um, AdvertiseCast, that's per thousand downloads. But you get to set the, you can set your own fee on that for, for the record. But in some cases, you just got to, just got to ask. And, uh, and go out that route. So. Yeah, no, I agree with you. They won't just come. Like, they're not going to call you, you know? They're mm -hmm. not going to... You, you might get a few spam emails from people. Those seem to be picking up these days of, of, you know, right, of these spam. Hey, I came across your site and, 
you, I saw you posted on this and we want to just replace this link with that. Right. You know, it's one of those, one of those kind of deals. Those are not the ones you want to follow, but no, you're going to have to, I think you're gonna have to work it to get these advertisers. This is one of these kinds of things. You're gonna have to reach out to some people. And I think you want to reach out to folks in your niche. I mean, I think this is where if we've learned anything from, from Glenn, it's, you know, he, he's dominating the horse world. And so there's lots of things that, you want to get and good for for the love of God, get away from audio, you know, from audio books and and uh, Squarespace. Jeez, and stands. Yeah, yeah, let's just do something different, you know. Um, reach into your niche and find some folks. And by the way, start them, you know, uh, reach out to them and start small, just with them. Many of them have no idea what this will do, and come up with a campaign that will work for both them and for work work for you. And tell them, make sure they understand. You know, you're doing this at a reduced cost as we get going, but um, but there, this advertisement has value to them, and and of course, as they see value in it, uh, you know, the the price will will probably increase to the, on the greater value. So, I think a lot of business folks understand that, and and but be but be really clear with that. Yeah, and for me, that's why I said, is there anything you're using right now that you think your audience would use? Like for me, if somebody said, you know, get a sponsor for as a podcast coach. I would call the people at Audio Technica, right? And say, you know, we, we talk about your microphones all the time. How about you start paying us for that? And then I would give them a, a flat fee. And I would do that also because I have an ever so slight, I mean, like a small thread of a, a relationship with a person there um, that I've had over the years. I, I'm, they're not, you know, I can call them, but I, I would probably have to reintroduce myself. Remember me from the guy a couple of years ago? You let me borrow my, yeah, I'm that guy. Um, but that would be where I would start. That way I don't have to go, well, what's the ad copy again? Okay, here's the bullet point. I can just talk about it. That's my, I think, my, the natural sponsor yeah, yeah. Uh, for that. Um, but uh, yeah, just go out and ask. Here's another fun question. This is from uh, Nancy. Uh, she says, hi, all. I'm working on the content for my intro to my podcast. And uh, any tips or guides for what I should say? Uh, length, delivery. Uh, am I going to... to uh, Try, she says, I'm going to try my own voice first, uh, but I need some direction on what and how to say it. Um, and can I tell you the, uh, oh, and then she asked, because she was in a Facebook group, can I tell you the title of my show? Because you're always worried about promoting yourself over there. And Jim, I'll let you tee this one off. You know what? It can be, a, it can be anything. And as long, yeah. I, here, here's the deal. As long as it's consistent, I think your intro should be the same every week in, in some regards. That's, that's what I've done on my podcasts. That's what I do on my Gallup podcasts is that we script those and we do them similar. They're not always exactly the same. I add pieces in to have it make sense. But the, the old radio trick of familiarity in this, right, is that if people, when they hear that, they go, oh, okay, I'm listening to Home Gadget Geeks or I'm in. It's the ladies that you have on, on, on school podcasting. I, I think scripted consistency is really important. And then you can go on with your content. That's just my, that's my personal feeling, Dave. Everybody's got different ways of doing it, but... I like the first minute or minute and a half to be consistent, scripted, and branded well. That's what I would say. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think for me, I, I love the analogy that um, Eric K. Johnson, the podcast talent coach guy says. He says, uh, you know, it's like you're getting on a bus. And he says, when you look at the bus, you see on the front of it where it's going. And I think we all kind of want that. So to me, it's kind of like, you know, hey, here's where we talk about blank you know, what you're going to get out of it. So whatever the topic is like today, I, I could have said, hey, I, uh, you know, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a LinkedIn and we might mention S-Town 
and uh, we're going to talk a little sponsorship. I said I was going to do that, and then I completely forgot about it. Um, but let people kind of know where they're going. Now, with this show, a lot of times we don't know where we're going. We have an idea. Uh, but for me, it should be, here's the name of the show. Say your name. And then Dave Ramsey, where dead is king and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, they always have that thing. So you kind of know, should I be listening to this? Because the, the fun thing I've been doing, I, I started a podcast to test another platform called Podcast Rodeo Show. In fact, we kind of did one earlier, right, with uh, with our buddy. And I'm amazed at how many people just blow their first impression. There was a guy, uh, I was listening to one. It was out on Friday. You can find this at podcastrodeoshow.com. And really great reviews, and really nice website. And it's a, a medical guy who, who I guess it's really hard to figure out what you're going to specialize in. And most medical students think, well, I'll figure it out my last year. Well, the last year you're really busy. So you don't get a chance to, to figure out. So he's interviewing people about urology and all these different areas that you might specialize in. And I was amazed that, and this is the tough thing, because on one hand we say be yourself, but I'm not making it up when he, he sounded like he, and he might've had four hours sleep because he was a medical student, but he literally was doing a show like this and he was talking like this. And I was like, okay, I think I want a little more energy than this. Because he really sounded like I, I, I've had two hours sleep. And then he went to introduce his guest. And he was talking about Dr. You know, Michael Rowe, the boat ashore, and uh, how he's done this. He was graduated with this. He's a PhD. He's done this and that. And I mean, the, it went on for a good three minutes of talking about it. And I'm thinking, you know what? I know this guy's smart. You've now established that he's an expert. But how many of those credentials really apply to what you're talking about today? And then that's where I'm like, well, maybe in the medical field, it's all about the you know, the, the resume. And then he said, so I'd like to introduce Dr. Michael Rowe, the boat ashore. And the guy comes on, Hey, thanks. I'm really glad to be here. And he actually, and I, and this is where I tuned out. He said, did I miss anything in your bio? And this is like a bio that took like two minutes to read. And I'm like, wait a minute, you have an expert on the show. You've, you've proven that this guy's an expert because you just spent two minutes telling me about it. And the first thing you're going to ask him is, can we talk more about your bio? And that's when I went, okay, eject. I'm waiting for, you know, it's like, oh. so I think we really, and that's why I just go, maybe I should rename the show, not the podcast rodeo show, but Dave's an impatient listener. <laughs> but it was literally at that point, it was like four or five minutes in and we're still talking about the guy's bio. And I was like, ah, oh, for me, I like it. Why am I here? What am I going to learn? What am I going to benefit it? And then. But that's you. Yeah. I mean, you got to get some yeah, feedback from your listeners, right? And this and say, what do you guys like? What don't you like? What, you know, to, to the audience that he's, you're not a medical person. And so that information that he's giving may or may not be, may not pertain to you. So you're going to get bored with it really quick. Right. When, when you don't. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I mean, there's always certain things we can do to get to it faster and, and be more consistent and it's a continuous journey. Right. But I think that feedback cycle is super important in yeah. what you just did is if I was him now, I'd be like, okay, I want to take those things into consideration. And, and I, you know, I've, I've had some listeners for on home gadget geeks right back to me and go, we, don't study, you know, for a, for a time I had a couple podcasters on mm. the show and they were like, stop. Like we don't, we're not, this is not a podcasting show. This is, mm. I, we want gadgets. So don't, don't talk about podcasting. And yeah, okay. I, I kind of listened and you know, we've stopped. I've tried to avoid podcasting topics on home gadget geeks unless it's gear related in some way. So, you know, you got to listen to, you got to listen. Hey, before we make the switch, uh, yes. I signed up for Satchel uh, while we were talking. That's why I was distracted during that last question. But um, 
uh, I'm already in there, and this this is pretty cool. The the nice thing about it, as soon as you uh, you put your RSS feeds in, Satchel automatically tweets for you a little. Hey, welcome to Satchel. Nice. You're on, you know, kind of thing. Really good engagement, and the the Patreon link was easy to set up. I, I'm going to use Patreon as opposed to PayPal, right? And you get you get a cool. It's clean. It's it's. It it's, looks cool. I love the idea. Cool I just platform. don't. I think this is one of the things in a couple of years. It might be really, really cool. Yeah. But I'm, I'm you ready for my now musical analogy yeah. of what you just said. Yes, please. So you were talking about your, your, this is you. That's your gadgets. Can you hear that? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So people, and, and when you talk about gadgets, it's, it's all in harmony with your, your gadgets. What you did was you decided to not talk about gadgets. And when you do that, it's, doesn't go with a thing right. and that's where that's going to show up eventually again in the school of podcasting i, I was listening to uh, oh, the radio this again. morning you did it again dave I did, I did a repeat so when you hear that in the future i apologize now for repeating in the future that's going to come out again because i was listening to uh the radio was came on uh because my phone was i don't know what was going on but it didn't connect via bluetooth and um uh alanis morissette came on singing the song one hand in my pocket and I realized that most of that song has one note and she's doing a melody that has to be. And it's like, hmm. And I was like, if you're not in tune with that one chord, you're, you're. So yeah. well, when you said that, I was like, that's exactly it. It's a great analogy from that standpoint, because we, we really are, you know, when we have a theme and then when we deviate from that theme, uh, it, it, it does it strike a chord with our listeners and, and trust me, if they're engaged, you will hear from them. Oh, and yes, you will. It's it's on on the Gallup side. Um, I mean, we changed hosts one time, so it's always me. But you know, I I do need to take a break. Yeah. Like there are times I'm traveling and some of those other things, vacation something. And so I, yeah, I had a buddy on who's really good at this kind of work. It's just he'd never done this show before, and I got an email immediately from someone like, "Who is that guy? And why are you not there?" And you're like, uh, you know, okay, I get it. Hey, I you know. Um, but they'll let you know, you know, when you're, when you get a little bit off topic and that's a good, those are good signs. Like when you get that negative stuff, it's actually positive. Yeah. Your, your, your people care and, uh, and they're not just, or especially where your numbers are lower, they'll, they're doing it cause they really, really care and they want to continue to listen. Yeah. It's just like, you know, now sometimes they get a little carried away and you have to fire your listener. You're like, okay, <laughs> it's time to go somewhere else. Cause I'm right. obviously, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's when I used to teach customer service, I, I used to explain how most customers don't leave feedback. They just quit listening or they quit coming to your restaurant or whatever. So when somebody says, eh, fish was a little dry tonight, that's they're giving you a chance to to fix it in the future. So, yeah, yeah, right on. But, but uh, speaking of feedback, we want to say thank you. That's our feedback to uh, wonderful people like Gabriel Mulrill from podcastingpress.com, Josh Rivers from creativestudio.academy, and of course, Glenn the Geek from Horse Radio Network. Those are just some of the awesome supporters that we have over at um, askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And uh, if you would like to support the show, uh, do feel free. And you get all sorts of back catalogs and, and it's not always all about podcasting. I'll probably be uh, doing a video that I want to share some cool technology that I found. And you can find that over at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Um, here's a, 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 I thought an interesting question. This is from uh, Bernard Bull. It says, I'm new and I, I do not want to dominate. I thought that was an interesting way to start off, but this is an incredible community and I'm excited to connect and learn 
For an upcoming show, I want to try a panel discussion. So far, I've only done solo and single interviewee shows. You can do that? You can do a solo show? Is that allowed? Do they like the podcasting police come out and go, wait, where's your co-host? He says, I was thinking about a panel that included me as the host and moderator and four guests. Have you seen something like that done uh, well in an audio podcast? Any tips or insights? So, of course, I said, well, I know of the show called The Podcaster's Roundtable that I've heard of. Uh, how many people do you usually have on your show? Uh, no more than four. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And four is big. I, I, I think anything above that's too unwieldy and, and people don't get enough time to talk. So it's usually three. That's the sweet spot. Me, co-host, guest um, is, is what works for me. Four, if, we'll pull a fourth in if we need to. And with you, it's every Thursday night, right? Every Thursday, 8 p.m. Yeah, 8 yeah. and that was, that was my first tip is A, pick a time and a schedule. So that everybody knows they can put it, you know, like for the podcasters roundtable, in theory, it's every other Thursday. Now, that might be changing the future, but that way I can put it on my schedule because otherwise I'm going to book consulting or podcast mm-hmm. review show or something like that. So if everybody knows when it is, that eliminates that, oh, is it this week? I thought it was Wednesday. No, it's if you can pick a date and time. Yeah. Uh, that'll help. And then I would come up with some way of communicating with each other, whether it's Google Docs, Slack group something so that a consistent way of communicating with each yeah, other. Yes. That's it. Because man, in today's, I had somebody that sent me a message on Skype the other day and I was like, why in the world would you think I would communicate? Cause I, I the only time I'm on Skype is when I'm on Skype to talk to somebody. And I was just like, Hmm, not, not my, you know, and, and that's why, uh, that's why I don't put things like my link to anchor on my website. Cause I don't, I don't play an anchor, you know? So, and that's where you have to come up with, what is our dedicated, you know, uh, what's, what's the official form of communication for this podcast is email or Slack or Google Doc or Facebook Messenger or whatever it is. But you've just got to figure out which one it is. And then everybody knows to check that. Now, it used to drive me nuts. I was in a band and the one guy would not check email. And it was like, but we're all like the one guy worked different shifts. I'm like, if we all communicate via email, then... Um, then we can all just check it whenever we want. And he wanted us to use uh, the phone, but he had really weird work hours. And then we'd get really, really upset if you called and woke him up. And I'm like, well, there's an easy way to solve that. Check your email once a day. So whatever it is, if you can come up with a, a uh, dedicated way of communicating, uh, that would be it. And then just don't get a bunch of yes men. Don't, don't hire three people that are exactly like you because they'll make for a really boring yeah, no, that's a great point, Dave. I think you want some differing of opinion or a generation. My co-host on Home Gadget Geeks is a young guy. He's uh, a freshly minted lawyer, but I don't know, Mike's, I don't know, 25, 26, 27, something like that. And he, he has a different, he has a different approach to it. And I think that makes it, uh, that makes it more interesting. I think the opportunity too in, in podcasting is diversity. I mean, mm-hmm. like, look at us, Dave, we we are the opposite of diversity at this point, yeah. right? And I don't know if there's just enough shows out there. They kind of represent the, especially here in the United States, the racial divide that we have. A lot of podcasts represent that really well. And I'd love to see us get a little more diverse in some of our, you know, in some of our podcasting spaces. I'd love to see a little more diversity represented. We just don't do that very well. I I think even our audience uh, may represent, as we look out there today, may represent a pretty you know, uh, not a lot of diversity from that standpoint. So I, I think that's an area in podcasting we can work on and just get better. And, you know, when to do it, to do it is not what I'm talking about, but to right. do it in a way that 
yeah, that um, really represent it well, I think that'd be that'd be a good a good thing to shoot for. See, I always wonder if somebody stumbles across this show, a person of color, do they go ah, just another bunch of white dudes talking about podcasting, and then they tune out? Yeah, a I bunch mean, of old old white guys. Old, old white not- dudes. Yeah, it's even worse. <laughs> like, I think I think yes, I, yeah. I do. I think we miss a segment of the population uh, because of that. And, uh, and, you know, Hey, it's, it's a hard problem. This is one we don't, you know, this is maybe one of those things, money and religion and, you know, that you don't talk about, but it's important. And, and it's the round table concept gives you a chance to break that, by the way, I think you can, when you choose, we, I have an opportunity, we choose guests on a lot of our shows at Gallup and I had a listener email me and say, Hey man, there's a lot of white people on your shows. And you have an opportunity. It doesn't have to be that way. And I was like, yeah, you know, and I, I, we think about Gallup, we think about diversity a lot. I think about it a lot in my, in my training programs, my high school and college training programs and what we're doing from a show standpoint. And she was right. I've, I've got an opportunity to be a little bit better when I'm choosing and I, and I'm making the choice I could do better. And so I, I've got some work to do there. That's some, that's some really good, honest feedback, by the way, that as a listener, it's super hard to write. Like, you really want to call out somebody on, on race that, you know, it, that, that's a hard yeah. email to write. I, I applaud her for doing that. And it's causing me to think a little, a little more like, okay, I need to, I need to work a little bit harder. Uh, I have an advantage in that we have international shows. And so I do them nice. in Spanish. We did a show in Thai this week, which was really cool. Um, and I've done them in Korean. We've done Chinese work. So we get the international piece, but when we think about our, presence here in the United States and as diverse as we are, we could do better. Yeah. Emily says, don't make your co-host too different though, because co-host breakups are tough. That's true. Yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne says, no, the, this black guy doesn't think it's just for white guys <laughs> or gals. Yeah. Uh, and and you're, he's probably right for this. I appreciate that kind of feedback as well. Absolutely. Um, the other thing, as we start to wrap up here, if we all want to like go, Ooh, ah, it's big and shiny. Um, there is a piece of equipment uh, at is I believe this is another Zoom product. Yes, it's the Zoom R16 multi-track SD recorder controller. Um, and what's interesting about it, I think you can record up to eight people at a time. So if if the if the HR or the um, what is the um, I'm holding one right here. I have an HR five. Yeah, the H6 isn't enough because you can record four people to, or six people at a time. If you need eight, there's the Zoom R16 multi-track SD controller and interface. So basically, it can be a recorder, or you can actually have like a almost like a controller of your software. You can have eight people going into uh, the um, your whatever Audacity audition, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just like, that would be talk about a roundtable. That would be, in my opinion, too many people. When you have eight people, we had uh, we did a roundtable last night. Myself, Daniel and uh ray and i'm going to say we had another th- i think we had six people in there at one point and ray did a really good job ray ray's a really good moderator of making sure that if there's somebody who's been just sitting there watching for a long time he will throw the next question at that person he, he makes a good job of, of keeping people involved and uh but that was at times um i, I noticed that there were people that were and especially the new people because they're kind of like well I'm the new guy. I don't want to chime in. And you kind of have to go, no, no, that's what you're here for. <laughs> chime on in. And uh, I, I think when you, I'm with you, I think if you get over four, 
it's somebody's going to be. It gets a little gangly. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to manage. And you get somebody left out. You know, they may they maybe get five minutes worth of talking if it's five or if it's five or more. Yeah. So uh, let me see here. Um, I think we mentioned this last week. Is there any such thing as an optimal time of day to post your new episode? I don't know that it really. No, I don't, I don't think it matters. No, at this point, I think that's. You know, when uh, we were talking about the the woman that was trying to to come up with the right way to, you know, intro or show, I think some of these things, I understand why, because you want, you know, we all want to do it the best we can. I do think at times we overthink stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you just got to. Uh, Consistency it, matters though, right? I mean, I think if you're going to release your show on, like you do on Mondays, you make it sure it's on Mondays and people start waiting for it on Mondays. Then when you don't release on Monday, that's a problem. And so when you get your audience used to it, you got you to gotta stay consistent. That's where I think it's a little bit different. Pick a day, pick a time. I always really try to release mine Saturday mornings. Pick a time, pick a date, get it out there. No one's ever said, though, when I've gone to Sunday, no one's ever come to me and said, hey, where's your show? What happened, man? I know. You might be different, Dave, because um, I think your release schedule on Monday is ideal. I think it works out really well. But you have a bunch of listeners that count on it. Me, yeah. I've never gotten that kind of feedback, so I don't. Know if, I don't know if it matters that much. What's the thing? When I did the uh, the marketing musician podcast, that it just eventually just ran out of steam, and I did a two part interview, and I released part one. I've yet to release part two. Not a single person has said, "Where's the Where's the second half of that interview?" And that's when I went. And that's why I'm not doing this podcast anymore. Yeah. It's like I'm not into it. I was kind of bored with it, and you know, it was like, yeah. So. But, uh, Jim, anything fun coming up? Believe it, it's that time already. Yeah, you know, we missed it. Maybe we'll talk about it in post-show. Windows 10, the oh, creators yes. update, goes this week. So uh, this week coming up. So we'll talk about it a little bit in post-show. But something to watch for if you're a Windows user, you won't see, you may not see it right away on Tuesday. But over the next week or two or three or four, the creators update. We'll talk about it in post-show. Yeah, I do. Chris asked, do I have the second half of the interview? Yes, I do. I always, like, I almost want to do it now as an experiment and release the second half of the interview because there hasn't been an episode out on that feed for a, at least a year, if not two. Which one is it? It's uh, the Marketing Musician oh, yeah, okay. podcast. Yeah. And uh, the, the guy that interviewed me, he's like, whatever happened? He's like, hey, I'm the guy that broke the, the show, man. He goes, I did one interview and you just quit. And I'm like, well, it wasn't oh. you. Yeah. And it's there. I, I should probably put it out. But uh, yeah, at this point, I have not. So Put it out and close it up. Yeah. A great opportunity it. to put it out and at the end say, hey, we're wrapping this up. Thanks. And, you know, a good way to pod fade. Well, speaking of wrapping it up, uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. We're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the show, uh, April 22nd. I had it in my notes right here. Um, We'll be going an hour earlier, uh, 9.30 instead of 10.30. That's April 22nd. Mark your calendars, and uh, you can join us then at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. So stick around for the post show if you're live. We'll be right back. (laughs) 